We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 137. Today we will be taking a look at what you can look forward to on your television this summer. Then we will be discussing the season finales of Revenge and Awake, and the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones season 2. And then we will close out with some TV on DVD picks. You can find the full show notes with time codes for each segment at TV Times 3 slash 137. I'm Jason the TVaholic from TVaholic.com. And this week joining me are Kyle Nolan from NoReruns.net and Liz Henderson from NiceGirlsTV.com, True-Blood.net, and ChuckTV. All right. Thanks, both of you, for joining me to take a look at all that we have coming this summer. It looks like it's going to be a pretty exciting summer. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, it's going to be a very packed, uh, no-break schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Some of shows that have become my favorite shows play at least part of their season, over the summer these days. So, since the, no real news much this last week, so we'll just jump right into the summer TV preview. And All right. we will start with Sundays, which will have a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of stuff over the course of uh, Sundays. We'll start on the, the network side, which I'm not overly really enthused with uh, anything, but uh, ABC will have Secret Millionaire... Uh, as of June 3rd, and Extreme Makeover Weight Loss Edition as of June 3rd, and CBS will have Big Brother as of July 15th, followed by a new show called Three uh, as of July 22nd, and uh, then they, as of uh, May 27th, they will continue to uh, show episodes of NYC 22, or 22, however you're supposed to pronounce that. Uh, but they'll be burning off the rest of those episodes. Fox's uh, reruns, uh, NBC hasn't really announced what they're going to be doing. And so now we'll jump over to the more important side of things on uh, the cable side, where A&E has uh, the return of the Glades on June 3rd, and that'll be followed by a new show called Longmire on the same night. Uh, AMC has Hell on Wheels returning on August 12th, and that will be followed by... Breaking Bad as of July 15th. Uh, BBC America has a new show called Copper starting August 19th. Uh, Food Network has uh, the next Food Network star, which has already started up. And later in the summer, as of August 19th, they will have the next edition of The Great Food Truck Race. HBO has a little show called True Blood returning on June 10th. And that will be followed by... Uh, new show, The Newsroom, on June 24th. Lifetime has Drop Dead Diva uh, returning on June 3rd, and Army Wives uh, resumes uh, its season on June 24th. Uh, Showtime will have Weeds and Episodes uh, returning. Uh, not Weeds episodes, but Weeds and Episodes. That's actually a show name. <laughs> uh, as of July 1st, uh, TNT will have Leverage as of July 15th, and then Falling Skies returns on June 17th, and then will be followed by The Great Escape June, on June 24th. And USA, USA Network has uh, their new show, Political Animals, uh, return, or premiering as of July 15th. 
just tons of stuff coming other than the obvious one of Liz looking forward to True Blood. <laughs> what are you guys? Uh, Liz, what are you uh, most looking forward to on uh, Sundays? Um, you know, I, I'm, I've always been a Leverage fan, so I'm really excited about Leverage coming back. And I kind of dropped Drop Dead Diva, but I want to pick it up again, so I'll be looking forward to that one too. And how about you, Kyle? Yeah, for me, I think the the TNT lineup of Leverage, Falling Skies, and that new show, The Great Escape, looks great. Like I love those uh, rea- that type of reality show, and it's by the Amazing Race folks. And then also Weeds and episodes, I'll be watching. And Breaking Bad, of course, is probably my top pick for that night. Yeah, I've gotten so far behind on Breaking Bad. It's going to be one of those shows that once it finally comes to an end, I'll probably. Well, you got a you got a year in between the uh, season five halves. Yeah, that's right. To, to catch up, to be able to watch the end of it. Um, I'm really looking forward to the return of the Glades. I really like that show. It's just uh, I don't know. I like the the lead character. It's you know it's a it's a procedural, but it has a lot of fun with uh, with it. Uh, Drop Dead Diva. Uh, it makes an interesting return, uh, given where things ended last season, and uh, it wasn't like I didn't think it was. A, the, its first episode back, I didn't think it was great, but I think it put it in a the show. It did set up what season four will be, which I think may be interesting. And then it it changed some some other things around that uh, the show's done before, so it'll be interesting to see. They changed something before and then changed it back, and now they've changed it again. I'm interested to see what the reaction is by fans uh, to that. The the one thing about Drop Dead Diva is it seems like they're doing more stunt casting. Like they have some reality star on, and they have the Karda- one of the Kardashians on this coming season. Yeah, I think it was someone from like Dance Moms. They saw some <laughs> announcement or something. It's like... Yeah, yeah, they've got a they've got a reality goes to Drop Dead Diva. I don't know. I didn't get it, but we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, they they try these these little things there. Although they didn't overly use uh, uh, the the Kardashian in the in the premiere episode, uh, always looking forward to leverage. Um, that show's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just a lot of fun. Uh, and and falling skies, uh, the way it ended last season, it, I it was like okay, how you how do you write yourself out of that when you send the leader of your group onto a ship uh, with the aliens? Um, and they did a they did a pretty good job of writing themselves out of that and putting uh, season two onto uh, its new path. Why does it feel like that show is supposed to be on its third season? <laughs> Only because like it was supposed to premiere, I think like the summer before it premi- or or sometime in the year before the summer that it actually premiered. You know, last summer uh, they had it like. They had it done and in the can for like a while. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is then. Because they had I kept hearing about it for so long, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Like, let's see. Last year, the year before, they even had uh, not this last year, but the year before that, they even had a like a panel for it at Comic Con. But then it didn't end up debuting any time after that, and so it didn't debut until the next year. So like a year later. So you. You were like hearing about it for quite some time, and uh, they were still in the process of filming it then. But by the time it actually aired, they were you know last summer it was they had had it done for a while. 
but you know it's one of those shows that they do need some time with the to be able to do a somewhat decent job with the special effects and stuff like that on a on the show yeah i was actually surprised to see it get a second season not that i didn't think it was doing poorly i just thought that it wasn't doing good enough I'm I'm glad we didn't get stuck with that ending as the like I still remember how surface ended with like these people climbing up a church with the church getting flooded and the aliens attacking. I mean it's like at least we're not stuck with like a V series season 2 type of ending uh for this. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm still not over that. Okay, so on that note, let's move on to Mondays on the network side of things. Uh, ABC has The Bachelorette uh, playing right now, and that will be replaced by The Bachelor Pad as of July 23rd, and uh, a new show called The Glass House, uh, which sounds like a Big Brother ripoff, but um, whatever. It starts up June 18th. Uh, CBS is uh, all reruns. Uh, CW will be playing encore episodes of their two new reality series, uh, Breaking Point and Catalina, uh, on that actually play on other nights, but they'll be replaying the episodes the following week as of June 4th. Uh, Fox has Hell's Kitchen and Master Chef as of June 4th, and NBC is playing America's Got Talent and American Ninja, Ninja Warrior and Grim reruns. And then over on the cable side of things, uh, ABC Family has The Secret Life of the American Teenager starting... It ends. It sees. It ends the season that it's in now, and then starts the next season as of June 11th. These teenagers uh, are going to be teenagers <laughs> forever. <laughs> uh, and that's followed by new show Bunheads as of uh, June 11th as well. Uh, MTV has uh, the return of Teen Wolf. It is actually. It actually premieres on Sunday night, uh, June 3rd, uh, following. I don't know. They must have something big happening on the Sunday night to put the premiere after it. It'll actually premiere at like 11 o'clock, uh, and then it'll take its normal time slot on Mondays uh, in the 10 o'clock hour as of the 4th of June. And Sci-Fi uh, continues to play uh, Eureka and Lost Girl, uh, with Eureka coming to a close as of, what is it, uh, July 16th, uh, and then the following week, Sci-Fi has Warehouse 13 and Alpha's taking over on Monday nights as of uh, July 23rd. TNT has the final six episodes of The Closer starting up on July 9th, and that'll be followed by a new show, uh, Perception, as of July 9th as well. TNT has their new show, the spinoff of The Closer, uh, Major Crimes, and that will premiere on August eight or August thirteenth, following their series finale of the closer, and then it will take over. It will take over the closer spot uh, as of the following week on the twentieth of August, and then Perception will be back uh, to finish out its season. So, what about Mondays, Kyle? Uh, so I'm kind of interested in that Glasshouse show just because it sounds a lot more like the first season of Big Brother where people actually got to vote before they got rid of that aspect. But uh, the stuff that I'm really looking forward to is Teen Wolf, especially after rewatching the first season. Like, it's just a really good, like, thriller comedy 
show. Um, Bunheads, I was uh, I enjoyed uh, Gilmore Girls, and it definitely has that feeling of Gilmore Girls. So I'm interested in seeing more of that. Uh, I've already seen the the first episode, and um, and Warehouse 13 is the other one that I'm I'm really looking forward to. And Liz. Um, yeah, I'm interested in Bunheads too. I had started to watch it and then I never got to finish, so I have to, I have to finish watching the first episode. But I like the idea; it looks like fun, and I'm a huge, you know, Gilmore Girls fan, of course. So I don't know; it's a win-win to me. Um, the closer I've watched since the pilot episode, I can't wait to see what they do, how they finish it out, and of course, because of the closer, I'm looking forward to Major Crimes. Um, in a big way. And Perception seems interesting to me, so I think I might check that out too. To me, Perception from the ads, it looked like Perception was like a, um, it's almost like a lie to me meets Criminal Minds. I don't know if that's the case. I haven't seen the, the show, but that's what it seemed like it was. The, the show I'm looking forward to most, I think, is them closing out the closer, uh, just because I've been a big fan of that show ever since you know its very first episode. And I'm as with Liz, I'm very much looking to, forward to seeing how they finish off the series and spin things into uh, major crimes. Bunheads, I thought, was fantastic. It has, I mean, it moves and sounds so much like Gilmo Girls when it was good, you know, like in, in, yeah. in the beginning, that it doesn't matter what it's about, you know, sort of being about ballet dancing or, or or dancing it it doesn't none of that matters the people that they have in it and just the pacing the dialogue everything just it was so good it just you know and it just sort of flies right by uh that's to me that's great tv when you you know you're just sucked right into it and following along without ever wondering how much longer is this or you know <laughs> Yeah, and with anything with Kelly Bishop, I think is is a win situation because she's just wonderful anyway. She just turns any character into something interesting to watch. Yeah, and that's 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 all. Even before she appears on screen, though, it feels like you know it has that Gilmore Girls feel. You can just tell from the dialogue from the very opening. And the main the main woman sort of looks somewhat <laughs> like Lorelai too, so it, it helps. <laughs> But yeah, uh, be definitely interested to check out the series finale of Eureka uh, and uh, and looking forward to the return of Warehouse 13 and then also Alphas to a lesser extent and, and Teen Wolf, which turned out to be a much better show than anybody ever could have anticipated it, it being going into... I thought it was going to be season. horrible. I thought it was a horrible idea. I thought it was going to be like another... Um like Vampire Diaries or um, or Twilight type of, like, teen angsty type of stuff. But it actually wasn't that at all, which was a surprise. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why I never checked it out. And then I've been hearing nothing but good stuff about it. So now I'm curious. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, is I think it is, it it's less the Michael J. Fox comedy, which is what you thought. Is, is this going to be, like, some sort of comedy that they're going for? Like, what? But when it turned out to be a more serious take, it actually is more Vampire Diaries than, you know, and, and it's more serious with the supernatural, you know, and uh, type of, you know, werewolves and stuff like that of what's happening. A lot of things that get set up in it are, you know, the type of stuff that you would expect, but I, it plays really well. And uh, 
and it it was just sort of it was sort of like the unexpected hit of last summer. You know, you were like really Teen Wolf, and then tuned in, and you're like, but I think it's sort of the show that I would now point to that say, see, you can't just jump on a bat on something just because somebody says they're making this based on this book or this TV show or this rebooting this movie or or whatever. You got to wait and see what they actually do with it because everything pointed to this being a bad idea from the beginning but it turned out to be really good so i'm a big proponent of just letting people do whatever it is they think is a good idea and then waiting to see if it actually is before just Mm -hmm. sort of crapping all over it uh okay i got my hand slapped i'm I'm chastised no i'm just saying it was in it was in the same i was in the same place you know sort of this is this can't is going to be, you know, what are they doing with this idea? I, I was one of those people that just said this is going to be horrible. This is going to be horrible, and then I couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah, from see, the that's that. I, I'm just a. Uh, it's sort of put you know in the same thing as uh, coming this fall. Elementary, you know, this the CBS take on Sherlock Holmes. People are already. It's not Sherlock. It's you know they're blah blah blah. And I'm like I don't care. I just want to see whether it is good on its own. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't diminish anything else that's happened before or, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's a completely separate thing. Yeah, it's I have probably- to admit with the screeners and the new shows that I've been seeing come up, I've been going into this season and the summer and then the fall season with a more open mind than I ever have before just because I have been surprised by some of the stuff that I've been watching. And, you know, I mean, you're right. You, you don't know until you actually sit down and watch it and something could be really, really good. If it's written well, they got a good cast and everything's played out, you know, the timing and everything is right, then it'll be a good show. So, Well, too many shows die an early death because people aren't willing to check it out based on a, a lame title or, you know, not a great description or something like that. And then even once you tell them that it – no, really, I've seen it. It's good. They 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 won't you know they still have that thing in the back of their head uh, about it not it not working for some reason. You're just like, well, you're missing out, and then we're all yeah. missing out because not enough people watch some of this stuff. All right, so enough of uh, uh, Jason's soapbox. <laughs> Let's move on to Tuesdays. Uh, on the network side, uh, ABC will have. Uh, who knows what they're going to be playing? Uh, <laughs> followed by in the first hour, followed by "Trust Us with Your Life" uh, as of July 10th, and "Final Witness" uh, on July 10th. A couple of uh, new shows. CBS is uh, is reruns. I love how CBS is just like pretty much Big Brother, and we're just going to rerun all our shows that <laughs> that everybody watches over the summer. <laughs> you know, and we're not we're not really doing anything. Uh, uh, the CW has their new reality show, Cat- uh, Catalina, starting up on May 29th, uh, and that'll be followed by uh, reruns of something. Uh, Fox will have Hell's Kitchen and Master Chef episodes as well on Tuesdays as of June 5th. And NBC has uh, America's Got Talent on course, uh, followed by America's Got Talent episodes. And... The Return of Love in the Wild. Awesome. June 5th. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, over on the cable side of things, ABC Family has uh, Pretty Little Liars, followed by Jane by Design, uh, both returning on June 5th. And Comedy Central has uh, Tosh.0, uh, followed by uh, Workaholics, uh, returning on May 29th. Uh, TNT has the return of Rizzoli and Isles and Franklin and Bash as of June 5th. And USA Network has White Collar and Covert Affairs uh, returning as of July 10th. So, Liz, uh, what are you looking forward to on Tuesdays? Oh, Pretty Little Liars, number one. Gosh, are you kidding me? And I know I should be over all the teen stuff. I really should be, <laughs> but I, I'm not. Uh, White Collar, of course. I don't know anybody that's not looking forward to that coming back. And for COVID Affairs, eh. Eh. I may check in on it once in a while, but eh. <laughs> not that crazy. I got kind of bored with it. Yeah, it's it goes back and forth. It's almost really good. I think part of the problem with that show is – I mean, they do occasionally try to maybe go someplace or whatever, but it's supposed to be, you know, it's covert ops, so they could be going anywhere in the world, and they're trying to make Toronto look like anywhere in the world, and it doesn't always come off uh, quite as well. It's It seems, at times, it seems slightly lower budget than it needs to be to pull it off realistically. But then on occasion, they do episodes where they actually, like, I think in the finale or something, one of the, they, or premiere, they actually traveled to some place and filmed the episodes in Europe. Uh, so, you know, so it actually, it felt more real. Uh, that was the one, you know, actually really good thing about uh, Missing on ABC was that mm-hmm. they filmed, for the most part, they filmed a lot of that in where it was supposed to be taking place. So it looked like they were actually running around Europe because they were. Uh, So I think that hurts that show. Some white collar is the show that I'm most looking forward to. Uh, It's return, I think on, uh, on Tuesdays and followed by pretty little liars, which I think gave you a, you know, finally gave you a partial answer to, uh, the question they've been holding out since the premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, about I, I mean, time. I, yeah, <laughs> it's, it was sort of the answer that I kind of thought, not necessarily the specific person, but uh, that there was, but that there was more than one mm-hmm. uh, person, not that, that uh, a wasn't necessarily, there may be an actual one person, but uh, that there's a lot of minions running around. And then, uh, the two TNT shows, Rizzoli and Isles and Franklin and Bash. I like Franklin and Bash just because it's just completely like it doesn't. It's not trying to be serious. It knows what it is. It's just about their antics and and uh, you know a couple of guys just doing whatever they're gonna do to to win their cases. And it's just fun to watch them go back and forth at each other. And and the show is just fun. It's, it's sort of the mindless fun. Uh, type of type of thing, uh, Rizzolian Isles. I keep watching it, but it's really it's not good. Well, I I feel the same. I feel the same exact way. I don't know why I'm still watching it. <laughs> I I well, I keep watching it, trying to figure out why it's the like the highest or second highest rated show on TNT. Like, why is, is it that so many people watch? I can't figure it out. Like, 
the the mysteries are are not good. The dialogue is terrible. You know, the writing is is not good, which makes the acting, you know, from people that I've liked in other things seem not as good. And then it also sort of has that same sort of covert affairs thing where it feels like way lower budget or smaller than it should feel. I don't know, their offices or their division is like, is there nobody, is there no other detectives in Boston? Like, is it really just these three? Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, they come back and they conclude where, where the shooting, you know, uh, of, uh, uh, Isles's father, uh, from last season, they conclude that storyline in the first episode. And I don't know, it's just, it's never as good as it should be. I, I think I'm finally going to cut that one off the DVR, uh, this year. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I actually think I may pick up Franklin and Bash again. And the only reason I stopped watching is because I just ran out of time. <laughs> I, yeah. just, I had too much on my plate. I just couldn't take one more show. But it's not that I hated it. It is. You're right. It is a fun show. So I just I may try and sneak that one in. Yeah, for me, Franklin and Bash is definitely – that shows a lot of fun. That's definitely on my list. Same with White Collar and Covert Affairs. Um, and then also, Jane by Design was a surprise hit for me when that premiered. I don't remember when it – was that in the fall that it premiered? But that was – I just like the whole, like, her trying to balance her two, her two different lives and trying to um, keep up the secret, although now everyone seems to know and – and helps her out in her uh well that was my her... question in the first one is how long can it go before her brother finds out like mm-hmm. it can't and so they finally did that and then they switched it around so that now it's you know the guidance counselor and the people at work you know and you know other people that uh could possibly find out that she's still trying to uh to keep it from but yeah that's a fun little show uh it it returns back with a sort of uh it's it's a very ferris bueller episode even more so than uh, with that trying to keep from the guidance counselor. <laughs> I, I saw I saw you tweet that before I watched the episode, and then I'm like, that's in the back of my head. I'm like, when is this going to kick into Ferris Bueller? And then then there is one part that's definitely like straight out of Ferris Bueller. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then I I knew exactly what you were referring to. Yeah. So that was uh, that. Jane's that, that a feels- cute Jane is a cute show, but I just get so tired watching it. By the end of the show, I'm exhausted. <laughs> well, yeah. If if you ever watched like uh, uh, if. If you watched like Jane by Design and Fairly Legal back to back, you'd just be wiped out from watching them uh, run around. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, and then also on Tuesday, just uh, a couple of reality shows. There was Face Off that I'm interested in watching uh, another season of that. And then The Glee Project, I just watched because it's interesting to see just the strange mind behind Ryan Murphy and why he chooses these people to be on the show. Okay, so we'll move on to Wednesdays. On the network side of things, uh, ABC will be uh, reruns uh, starting out the night, and then uh, they'll be of of their comedies, and then they'll be playing something. Who knows what they'll actually be playing towards the end of the night? I it doesn't look like they're going to be like rerunning revenge episodes in uh, in that uh, final our time slot. Uh, CBS has a new show called Dogs in the City starting on May 30th. And then Big Brother episodes will take over that first hour time slot as of July 18th. And then it'll be followed by Criminal Minds and CSI reruns uh, because that's their Big Brother and 
CSI, and apparently some dogs in the city on the side. The CW has America's Next Top Model reruns. Uh, Fox has So You Think You Can Dance as of, uh, well, it started already uh, somewhat, but it really kicks off on uh, May 30th. Uh, NBC has reruns of Betty White's Off the Rockers and Up All Night and Law and Order SVU uh, a couple of times on Wednesdays. And then over on the cable side of things, ABC Family has the return of Melissa and Joey on May 30th. And then as of June 20th, a new show called Baby Daddy will be following Melissa and Joey. BBC America has Inside Men, a new show as of June 20th. Uh, Comedy Central has the return of Futurama with new episodes as of June 20th. Uh, DirecTV has the final season of Damages starting up on July 11th. Uh, TNT has their Dallas, I don't know, I guess you could call it a sequel, uh, as of June 10th. And TV Land has new show The Soul Man, followed by uh, the return of The X's as of June 20th. And USA Network has uh, Royal Pains and Necessary Roughness starting back up with new seasons as of June 6th. So, Liz, what are you looking forward to on Wednesday nights? It's still cable for me. Melissa and Joey, of course, I I love that show. I'm so in love with that show. I can't even tell you. Um, Royal Pains, once in a while. Necessary Roughness, I just got into Literally, I just I marathon the whole season, the whole first season. <laughs> so now I'm just so dying for that show to come back. Um, Dallas, I'm going to avoid like the plague. <laughs> I refuse. I'm not going there again. I grew up with that. <laughs> my mother, my grandmother, no, I'm not doing it. Well, you, you know, everything that's taking place now is still taking place after the dream <laughs> year. So, you know, it's still, that still messes with your head. Now, yeah. have either of you seen that already? Because I'm wondering, I never saw the original show, and I'm wondering how it plays for people that haven't seen the original. It plays, well, I can't really say how it plays uh, for people that haven't seen the original, because I've seen the original, or, you know, some of the original. Uh, my parents used to watch that, and I watched it with them in you know, the last few seasons there or whatever, or somewhere. Um, I remember Bobby in the shower <laughs> and it all being a dream. He didn't really die the season before. <laughs> Biggest cop-out ever. Yeah, like, like, the, like the worst ever bring somebody back from the dead. Like, you know, it would have been so much better if they would have just did a fake his death storyline, you know, like, yeah, because at least then everything that you had watched the season before would have actually taken place. So you could literally skip a whole season. Yeah, you could and... literally skip like whatever it is, like season six or I don't remember exactly what season it is, but, you know, somewhere in there, you could actually just skip it completely because everything that happened actually didn't happen. <laughs> uh, so but if you've seen the show before, it's very much. Dallas. I mean, with, you know, JR and now, you know, and Bobby Ewing and then now their kids uh, and their kids are sort of in now in the same place. Uh, they're at each other. And John Ross or, you know, the JR son is is basically JR, just younger and better looking, you know, <laughs> and there's, you know, the, the younger side of the cast is, you know, all young, pretty people, uh, you know, I... And and people that I like, you know, like uh, 
Julie Gonzalo from you know Veronica Mars and uh, what's her name that you know from Chuck in the Fast and Furious movies. You know I I like some of them, but the show is basically it's just one little twist turn, you know, soapy element after another. And so if you like just watching everybody pretty much stabbing everybody in the back, nobody is what they seem, you know, <laughs> pretty much at all as you go through and with about like three twists per episode of, of finding something out, uh, then, you know, maybe you'll like it. But uh, I don't see myself keeping up with it. I just want to know why they felt they had to bring that back. Now, remember, we don't prejudge. <laughs> well, I'm not prejudging now. Cause seen You've seen it, it yeah. <laughs> I'm post-judging. And, and I, don't, I don't think that necessarily it needed to, to come back, but the thing that's odd to me is even though with the younger cast, they're trying to draw in, you know, the uh, maybe a younger a- audience that would, but it seems to me like a show that possibly would draw an older audience, which is not necessarily what they're looking for. Um, it it's almost more like it should be on CBS, you know. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> See, I think if I had watched the original, I think I would be like such a fan of this coming back. I think it would be like so exciting to have this come back, especially with a lot of the original cast people reprising their roles. But yeah, you I see, have, yeah, no... you see a lot of, uh, uh, and then there's others that make sort of more cameo appearances of people that you like recognize. Uh, at least I did, you know, that you sort of recognize you're like they were in, you know, but they're not necessarily main characters or or even side characters really now. They're just uh, uh, the the first sort of episodes take place around a, a wedding. And so, you know, a lot of people have showed up for the wedding and uh, it allows them to do some cameos from uh, various people. Yeah, I think, you know, people that like the show maybe. It's very similar. It, it, it's going to work exactly like the previous version did. So, you know, if you like Dallas, if you watch Dallas, you're, I'm sure you'll like this. Um, it, it pretty much plays just the same, you know. I just wasn't super interested in watching, in really watching that that type of thing. I don't know. I guess I'm getting enough of that sort of stuff from, like, Revenge and... Well, see, that's what I mean. Why did they? I mean, I just don't understand why try and recreate something. It, it's outdated. I don't care how many new faces you add to it; it's still going to be like you say. It's still the same show. And you know, if they want something more updated, then there is your revenge. Your, your you know, whatever the other shows that are out there that are soapy that we all love to watch. There's nothing wrong with that. I just don't get why Dallas. Why not Falcon Crest? I, well, well, if this this is one of those things, if it does well, you know. that's all we're gonna see. We're gonna I, see so Falcon Crest is back. The thing that's interesting to me is like, while ultimately Dallas had an older skewing audience in the in its original version of the show at the time, uh, than say something like the original audience of Nine Hundred Two One Zero or Melrose Place, but it seems so much similar to like Nine Hundred Two One Zero where they tried to bridge the gap and have previous characters and new characters and then finally they just gave up the ghost and just said we're gonna do all new characters and they pretty much shipped all the old characters off uh not that the show necessarily really got better um but they it has that feeling like it seems like more over time like the stories really will be possibly more around the younger cast and they're just sort of bridging their way into that if you tell a story 
if you were to if you if the idea was to tell a story, you know, this backstabbing and soapy elements and stuff like that, and you wanted to set it in the world of Texas or whatnot, I guess people would just say it isn't that D- Dallas. So they just called it that. You know, and said, I, Why guess, not? I guess I'm just not a soap person per se. Yeah, I've never been too much of that either. I think the th- the reason uh, I like I liked Desperate Housewives in the beginning, but that was more because there was a real sense of humor and sort of a black comedy. Even at times, there was a above just the soapy elements of it that it was very funny. And something like Revenge is more than just a soap. It has very good performances and this whole huge backstory of uh, of of what happened to her father and stuff like that. And so it gives it a different element above just it being like a family drama soap opera. Right. If you add a mystery or you add a um, murder or you add, um, you know, something like that, like the revenge element, um, payback, then it's not it becomes more than it, it's steps away from just being a soap opera. But if it's just a soap opera, I'm out. Well, I think at some point, you know, John Ross will get shot and then everybody will be wondering who shot John Ross. And, uh, you know, (laughs) then someone will get in the shower and (laughs) maybe we'll all maybe we'll all get out of the shower at the end of the summer and realize it was all Dallas was all just a dream. It was all just a dream. (laughs) I'm not going to I'm not going to invest time into something that's going to go down that road again. (laughs) Okay, so, well, I'm looking forward to uh, well, I've seen the first couple episodes back of Melissa and Joey. It's just uh, (laughs) it's one of those shows like. Overall, it's not really good. I, I totally agree. Yeah. But, it's, but it's just so much fun to watch. And I think it's just because uh, I watched so many of the TGIF comedies, you know, back on back in the day on ABC and that it just reminds me of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're not trying to they're not necessarily trying to do anything more than what they're doing. Like, you know, they're not trying to hide the fact of what type of show they are. No, they're pretty proud of it. And it's, I don't know, I just, I just, you know, have fun watching it. Uh, the new show, Baby Daddy, uh, that fo- that's going to follow it, it's basically three men and a baby. Uh, and the the former fat friend next door, who's now super hottie. But, I don't know. It's... <laughs> I, I, I thought that was hilarious. I loved that. I, they had two episodes on the thing. I watched both of them. I laughed out loud during both of them. And watching that, it reminded me of how little I actually laugh at Melissa and Joey. <laughs> that I think I'm just going to drop Melissa and Joey now and and just watch Baby Daddy. Well, I think the you know the you know the three men and a baby type of idea, or you know the the guy raising you know it's not anything new. Um, I think I think maybe once they're past the sort of setup of how this happens. Uh, and you know they're down the road a little bit. There might be some fun to be had watching it, and it and comedy style wise, it probably pairs pretty well with Mil- Melissa and Joey. I just wasn't overly impressed with the it. It was very piloty. The first episode was very like we have to get all these elements in to to make this uh, you know in in twenty minutes, you know basically. But uh, I think that's enough of Wednesdays. We'll move on to Thursdays on the network side. Uh, ABC has uh, duets, which is uh, already started up. Uh, and then uh, a little bit farther into June, as of the 28th, that'll be followed by Wipeout, then uh, Ricky Blue 
uh, its third season has started back up on ABC. CBS will have reruns followed by Big Brother episodes as of July 12th, and then Mentalist reruns. Uh, the CW has uh, their new reality show, Breaking Point, starting up as of May 31st, and that'll be followed by Vampire Diaries reruns. Uh, Fox has So You Think You Can Dance, that's already started up, and Glee reruns. And then NBC has The Office and Parks and Rec reruns, followed by uh, the series premiere of Saving Hope, uh, which is a Canadian uh, show, uh, as of June 7th. And that'll be followed by Rock Center with Brian Williams. And then over on the cable side of things, FX has their 90-minute comedy block uh, starting up as of June 28th with the, the Charlie Sheen, new Charlie Sheen show, Anger Management. And that'll be followed by episodes of Wilfred and Louie. And MTV has the return of Awkward for its second season as of June 28th. Uh, TBS had the new show uh, Minute Work, which is uh, started up already as of May 24th. And later in the summer, TBS will have a new show Sullivan and Sons starting July 19th. And USA Network has the return of Burn Notice and Suits as of June 14th. Okay, so... I forget who we went with last time, so we'll just go with Liz this time. What are you looking for? Oh, you went with me last time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Kyle, then what, what, okay. what are you looking I, for? I'm to? surprised because Thursday is usually like the big night for TV, but there's really not a whole lot that I'm that interested in on, on Thursdays. I mean, primarily Burn Notice and Suits, and then I guess Wilfred and Awkward. Uh, the Men at Work, it was okay, but it just seems like a like a My Boy's Light. On uh, on TBS and Sullivan Son sounds like another like light yeah. comedy. Uh, yeah, minute work is my boys minus the pretty girl. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean overall and Rookie Blue, I, I just can't stand uh, the whole Andy and the other guy drama. Sam, I think his name is. That's one part of the show I can't stand. So uh, if they didn't have that, I I enjoy that show more. Uh, how about you, Liz? Um, I think I'm going to check out Saving Hope um, and then Suits. That's it. I think Thursday moved to Sunday. So yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of yeah, sort of Thursday the, yeah, over off. the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Although the networks still see it as, you know, that ABC has their duets, new show, and, and, and then they're playing Ricky Blue. So they have, you know, new content. Uh, you know, CBS has a big brother. CW actually has a new show, you know, so you think you can dance on Fox and Saving Hope, which I'll pro- I'll probably check out. It's the isn't it the somebody dies and ends up the person he was going to marry or he's married to or something like that is a doctor there and he somehow helps out as a go it's very uh a gifted man. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, wait, didn't they have thing, this? It, it didn't I, work. Except I guess it's more like a gifted woman since it's switched around the other way. It, it seemed like it was going to be just a summer burn-off. That's why I'm almost te- uh, tentative not to even get even start watching it because it, it seems like it's it's most likely never coming back and probably not getting I I haven't heard anything about whether it got picked up for a second season up in Canada or not. Or uh, uh, Oh, so it already aired in Canada? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's already aired. Uh, up there, uh, sort of like Ricky Blue, that it's already aired up there, and now it's, you know, it's been purchased to be new content over, you know, cheap new content over the summer. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Blue 
is terrible. That show, I I've watched I've now watched the I've only watched the the premiere episodes of each season, and there is no improvement in those episodes. <laughs> it's still bad, and but for some reason, people there's some people that seem to really like that show. I I don't get it. Um, I will check out uh, Anger Management just because I'm interested to see what they're uh, going to do with the Charlie Sheen's new show, and. Uh, really looking forward to the return of Awkward. The first season of Awkward was fantastic. I, MTV really had a couple of really good shows last summer. And let's see. Uh, I'm you know I'll watch Burn Notice. I'll continue to watch Burn Notice, and I'm really looking forward to the return of Suits. The first season of Suits was was great as well. And Minute Work is I'm not even sure it's as good as calling it a My Boy's Light, like because My Boy's was really good. <laughs> Well, my boys also had more dramatic stuff to it than yeah. Minute Work is just four guys just doing stupid stuff that and the like some of the hackiest joke writing you know that that I've seen in a while. Maybe with that cast, as they maybe if they gel together a little bit, maybe the writing picks up in future episodes. But I've you know as of the first two episodes, it's not good. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if Sullivan and Sons going to be any better. That when, <laughs> yeah. when was the last thing I, I saw? It has the dad from Wonder Years. What was the last thing he did? Was it the Wonder Years? <laughs> I don't know. They're just a. It was very disappointing. Like the TBS, TBS trying to get into new comedies, you know, produced by them, not off to a good start to try and reinvigorate that. You know, they've had you know a few things in the past like My Boys and stuff, but they're trying to. You know, with bringing Cougar Town over, and then they've got new shows like Men and Work and Selman and Sons, and there's other things in the pipeline that they're trying to put in to have other than the Tyler Perry shows on on Wednesday nights uh, to have something else to be able to lead into Conan uh, uh, the, on other nights of the week besides reruns of like Bang Theory. Uh, but you can kind of tell, even though they're still going to play after the first week or two. They're they're gonna play minute work and then a Big Bang Theory rerun and then Conan. It's not like the other way around. They're not they not even from the beginning were they planning on having it be like the lead in uh, to to Conan. So I'm not even sure that they have uh, a lot of uh, a lot yeah. of faith in it. So move on to uh, Fridays. Uh, Fridays uh, ABC will have Shark Tank and Primetime. What would you do in 2020? Uh, reruns uh, CBS has Undercover Boss, CSI, and Blue Bloods reruns. Uh, the CW will have Nikita and Supernatural reruns, Fox House and Bones reruns. NBC has uh, will have Whitney and Community reruns, followed by Grimm reruns, and then Dateline NBC uh, getting their oddest night in television off to an early start <laughs> over the summer. Uh, and then over on uh, the cable side of things, uh, Reels Channel has a show called, what is it called, 13? Starting yep. up, uh, uh, it's a Roman numeral 13, uh, starting up June 29th. Uh, Stars has the return of Boss for its second season as of August 17th. Uh, Sci-Fi has Lost Girl playing as of uh, July 20th on Friday nights. And uh, USA Network will have uh, Common Law episodes continue to play uh, into the summer, which started a, a couple weeks ago. So, uh, Liz, how about Fridays? Other than common law, zip. I'm going out. <laughs> did, you, did you really like, do you actually like common law? I do. I think it's fun. I think it's hilarious. 
I think it's it my kind of be. humor. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I have to agree with Jason on this. I think it wants to be funny, but it I haven't really enjoyed the first two episodes so far. Yeah, I just can't. I for I don't know why. Uh, it everything about it seems like a show I should like, but I don't. Like it's it's sort of like instead of trying to make a good show, uh, they tried to make a show just for me. <laughs> yeah, by by taking elements that I like of 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 this show and that show and and trying to put it together and the resulting show did not turn out to be something good. Uh, it's very maybe it will. I'll still watch it for a few more episodes to see if it if it does. But so far, the whole premise of it, I just am not buying. And and I've said this before on a previous. Uh, podcast that the whole thing of it being filmed in Louisiana and set in Los Angeles just I wish I didn't know that and I keep screwing it up for everybody else by telling them that if they happen to not know uh, I, I know it because you said it but it really doesn't bother me no I, I knew it from the um, conference call with um, Michael Ely he talked about it, but it doesn't bother me either. I just think they're funny. I just I want to see where how the, where they, you know, I needed a replacement for in plain sight, and I kind of feel like this is it. I could have used a replacement for in plain sight as well. Oh well, see, there's <laughs> there is the issue, <laughs> and, and this and this isn't it. Um, it. Maybe it will be. Maybe after a, a few more episodes, they'll they'll have a better chance to show more of why they need to be in counseling, why they are good together, but also not good together. Like most of it has all just been, they're trying to tell you so far. And other than, and it, I don't know, I just don't really buy the, I don't know. I don't know why I want to, <laughs> I want to buy it, but I just don't. Uh, so uh, on Saturdays, there's nothing really happening on Saturdays uh, other than uh for the next couple of weeks, uh, CBS is burning off uh, How to Be a Gentleman episodes. I actually watched that this past week. It really wasn't that bad. I don't know why. It was actually kind of entertaining, so I'm not sure why it well, did so Maybe it's horrible. one of those that once they sort of got the stupidity of the premise of the first episode out of the way, that maybe it turned into something, but there were too many elements that weren't working in that one. And uh, Fox will have... Uh, continue to have sport, a lot of sports specials over the summer on Saturdays, primetime baseball games and NASCAR races and whatnot. Uh, and there's nothing really happening on Saturdays as of right now, which is on, on cable, which is weird. There usually is, there's almost always something on BBC America usually, uh, but apparently not right now. Well, they're kind of moving stuff to Sunday now. <laughs> Everybody to Sunday. Everybody's on Sunday. That's all right. I needed a day off. Yeah, they do have their first original copper, you know, their sort of original show coming uh, to Sundays on BBC America. So, yeah. And Wednesdays they have Inside Men, which I don't know if that's an original or not. Well, it's it's repurposed uh, content type of thing. It's the first time it's played over here. But it's a you know it's a British show that's they continue to play their mystery whatever they call it uh, mystery Wednesdays or whatever they have they seem to continually have a show on Wednesday nights you know that plays four to eight episodes per season <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think Inside Men is maybe six it has four episodes is it only four yeah so yeah so four episodes of that but yeah so 
that's a look at everything that's coming this summer. Uh, we'd be, uh, as always, we'd be interested in hearing what shows you're most looking forward to this summer. And uh, you can let us know at tvtimes3.com slash 137 uh, by leaving a comment or a voicemail. And uh, we'll move on to our primetime segment. And the first show we have up in the primetime segment today is Revenge, uh, Season 1, Episode 22, Reckoning, the season finale. So, Liz, what did you think of the first season of Revenge? Oh, my gosh. It, it's, like, such a good show. I just – for a while there, I started to get disappointed because I really, I, I really liked the takedown of the week. And then I thought I would get bored with it because it seemed to be moving more into that soap opera feel. And I didn't care anymore. I just wanted to see her take somebody down because <laughs> I was living vicariously through her. So, <laughs> But then it started to you know, get more into um, the story of involving her father and everything. And it, it really started to pick up for me. So I think the way they ended it was shocking to say the least. And a lot of things I did not see coming. I think they set up next season really, really well. Um, and plus, they kind of sort of gave us the, the full revenge story, Emily's full revenge, in a kind of sort of way, don't you think? Of, of the original plan. I think right. they pretty much played out the original plan, and then they did what I would call they leveled up, in that they, they, she completed level one. And they set a new, slightly bigger, you know, conspiracy out there that was behind things, not just, uh, you know, not just the Graysons and, you know, their company or whatever, but the actual group that was behind the bombing or why the, the you know, the plane was taken down or, you know, all of that stuff. They, they sort of leveled up on the conspiracy uh, to there being more to find out, more people to take down. So, you know, in the beginning... I like the takedown of the week, but I also, uh, as I've said many times before, was like, you can't do this weekly because there's not enough people in this town you know, that could have been involved in this to take down. So in the middle there, well, maybe it, it didn't have enough takedowns. Like they expanded it out enough that I was like, okay, there's a lot more to this show. Things don't always go as planned. Uh, people that, you know that she takes down, reappear, and you know, have to be taken care of again, uh, type of thing. And so there was a lot, there was a lot about the show that you know sort of, that it grew over the first season. But I did really like that. Basically, the first season, basically her plan was she basically had taken down the Graysons. Like they were, you know, they were at each other. They were having lots of problems, uh, and potential for them to be going, you know, to jail and and all this stuff. And so her plan to get back at them pretty much was, you know, she was ready to tell Jack. And then in that last three minutes, they just threw cold water on that. And then they had uh, Nolan come in with with his amazing hacker skills to tell Emily that while there's still something and it's even bigger. Yeah. Yeah, she's basically turned into the girl who kicked the hornet's nest. Yeah, just it's just a, a new finding out that there were more people behind this that actually were involved in what happened to her father and and everything than even she thought. Uh, and so it'll be it'll be interesting to see where they go 
Yeah, her mother may be involved. In, in the next season. You, mm-hmm. you know that all the people had to recall their agents as soon as they heard that news. It's like, get me that role. I want to be her mother. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, th- I think this finale had one of the best lines of the series with Nolan telling her, like, don't do anything revenge until I get there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah and another scene that I loved in the finale was just the the touching mother daughter moment between Victoria Grayson and her daughter talking about uh getting retribution and has it ever made you feel better about yourself and it was very uh, the mother passing on her her wonderful feelings about getting revenge as long as it uh as long as they deserved it it's okay <laughs> Yeah, but I, I really it, hope that she, Charlotte is is gone. Oh, I couldn't stand it. It turned into like almost like a gossip girl type of like private school pranks and revenge. I, I, it's like I hope they get rid of that. I hope they get rid of Declan. I just yeah. can't stand that whole that whole part of the show. I hated it. Yeah, I kind of that was the time when I went to you know clean something. <laughs> I, I, in general, I had a tough time getting back into the show since, like, the Christmas break. I think something was off about the show when it came back that, I mean, near the end, finally, it, it, it like, picked up and clicked again for me. But, uh, like, in the middle of there, it just, I kind of lost interest for a while. It did. It kind of sagged a little in the middle. Yeah, but I still wonder how much of that was because it was off for so long. And I, I still wonder how those episodes would have played if they would have just played. Like if they would have, if those episodes would have just continued on, there hadn't been like a six or seven week gap. Because uh, the first episode back really was like it, it was not, it was not, it was not intended to be like a big episode to come back after a break uh, to sort of get you back in. It was just another episode, and I think that 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 hurt it, and it took a couple three episodes to get its momentum back uh and then it really finished out strong uh but i think if you were to like watch them all in a row it would play much differently uh even those episodes maybe <laughs> it's possible it's one of those things that you you don't know you you, know, you never know really but i but more times than not you know even back into well you know back in the in the day that was even before my day TV shows had more than 22 episodes, uh, so, and if they did rerun something, there was a few reruns throughout a season, you know, but there was new shows. There was, you know, 30-some episodes of a lot of shows. The, the number of episodes in a season has shrunk, but the TV season it, is still the same length of time, and so there, be, there came the period of time where there was a lot more repeats, which was fine when there wasn't a lot of other stuff. Uh, you know, repeats still did okay, but now, even especially you know things like revenge and stuff that has a while well, a decent number of people watch them, not a lot of people rewatch them. Like if you play a, a repeat episode of it, and so those types of shows they stopped replaying them, and they don't have enough other specials or things like that to take the spots, and so they pl- they have these big gaps usually throughout the seasons especially in the between february and may sweeps type of thing where you end up with some weird weird gap and the tv networks have got to go away from from what they're doing with those because it, it just the gap has killed off you know shows that did have uh you know, speaking of like v uh 
in its very first season, it was actually picking up some momentum and then it was gone. Yeah. For months. Yep. And then when it came back, people were like, wait, what? Well, that yeah. killed, like, the event and Flash Forward. Like, that re- that big gap really killed those. Yeah, I agree. E- any type of, you know, even the people that were still watching, by the time it came back, there's been a lot of other time to find other things to do, other things to watch. And if you're not, like, a top-level show, like, if you're, if you're in an event or something like that, you're going to kill it. That's the thing I hate about it. I think Fox, it's, I think it's baseball that they do every year, right? As soon as the season starts, then they're off for like two months for Yeah, for they, they do a lot baseball. with the, yeah, for the, the World Series. I think last year and I think probably this year again, they're doing a little less of that because they've, uh, they don't have like all of the championship rounds type of things. They just have the World Series for the most part. And maybe one of the rounds of the playoffs the other ones are playing, you know, play on like TBS or whatever. And so they, they lessen some of the break that has just as they get started, you know, some of the shows go on a a little mini hiatus. Uh, I think speaking of fall as well, like the CW, instead of starting early, is going to actually start late this fall. They're not, you know, they've, they've actually had shows start, you know, at the beginning of like September and stuff like that. See, I actually like that because then you got to sample their shows and figure out if they're any <laughs> worth watching before uh, before the other. But they're going to start in October now, trying to mitigate that huge gap that they would have at times in January, February, you know, March for some of their shows where they just have you know five and six weeks gaps of nothing. So I, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the with those things. But I think uh, Revenge definitely ended on a high note of I can't wait to see what they do with season two. Yeah. Yeah. They give you plenty of stuff to wonder about over the summer. Uh, speaking of things to wonder about. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to give such a perfect segue. <laughs> uh, Awake season one, episode 13 turtles all the way down uh, season finale. Well, series turns out, you know, series finale, but not meant to be the series finale. Uh, so what'd you think, uh, Kyle? I, I watched it twice and I still have no clue what happened, but <laughs> I found it a very satisfying series finale, despite all that. Like, I, um, like, I think the whole season has been, I, I mean, I can understand why it didn't do, po- it, it did somewhat poorly because it was at times tough to follow like what was going on, especially in this finale. I tried to, like the second time through, I tried to keep track of which world we were in, like based on scars and other things, and I still had trouble trying to figure out which which reality we're in, and then we ended up in that third reality at the end where everyone is together again, which, I mean, it was a great thing for a series finale because at least you get sort of like a happy ending for everyone even though that's yet another dream world that who knows what's really happening but you can convince yourself that it's reality just like he does and be happy with that as the season finale yeah have you read any of the sort of post-mortems with the the creator yeah I, i read yeah i read one of those with him one of the interviews with him yeah, I I think the main thing I I really liked uh his thing about reading some of what people thought and while it wasn't originally what they had thought, you never know like what's going to happen how as they went to develop season 2, how things slightly change or 
uh, new directions appear as you're writing the show. Uh, but the one thing that he was very adamant about was that that final scene was not him waking up and that it was all a dream. Well, he didn't take a shower. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, that that they'd worked very hard at not having him wake up. Like that scene doesn't have him getting up out of bed, you know, and opening his eyes and coming down and finding his. That they that they purposely built that scene to try and avoid that. And that they were that he was sort of shocked that people thought that that's what it was because they had of all the things that it could have been that was the one that they tried to make it not like to actually show you with yeah. him with him you know sort of breaking in the middle of one the one reality everything sort of pauses and he slips into the new one and walks through the door and then downstairs you never see him wake up it it all started from that conversation he was having with the therapist in the one reality where he was like well why couldn't i just have why couldn't i dream within a dream and have a whole another one yeah i took it as he just he just wanted it to happen so he willed it to happen inside of this dream world that he was in so he wants everyone to be together i'll just make it happen yeah and the, and that the idea is that 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 third state was not going to be tenable like they, it may appear here and there throughout like a second season or subsequent seasons, but it wasn't – they weren't going to be now doing like three storylines in an episode yeah. or something like that. So it was it was definitely interesting. I thought it, it did work. It wasn't that they were trying to, but it ends up ultimately working as sort of a series finale. Like it, it sort of works, yet you still want to see more. I just thought the whole the, the whole season was great, and no matter what you think of the show, or or whatnot, you should at least watch the first episode. The first episode is like an outstanding short film. Like it even works itself as the way it ends even works as a com- sort of a completed story. That it's not the completion of the story, but the way that it ends is perfectly fine as an ending. But then to watch it go on and work between these two realities and, and just the, the guy is unbelievably creative. I I don't really go in for a lot of shows, create you know, certain creators like, you know, because pretty soon everything ends up with a J.J. Abrams stamp on it, whether he really had anything to do with it or not type of yep. thing. And so it's hard to ferret out what is really. But so far, like right now, stuff created by this guy like when he's the actual creator and writer and stuff behind it, his very intriguing uh, stories. Now, did you ever go watch the the Mel Gibson movie, The Beaver? No, I haven't seen that. But you know, it still seems like a very highly creative idea. Yeah, I mean, I thought that the his other one there, the um, one that was canceled after two episodes. Uh, why can't I yeah, think Lone of it? Star. Lone Star. I mean, I thought that was creative. I mean, you could definitely see why he he wanted to do this show based on that because it's the whole dual lives thing. But uh, like, I, I think people just don't give shows enough chance. Like, how can you possibly know after one or two episodes if you're if a show is going to be good? Well, the thing with Lone Star was, that was weird is similar to Awake is that neither network could even get people to sample it. Like. The very first episode of Awake 
or of Lone Star did not do very well. Granted, Lone Star did much more poorly than than Awake did even in its uh, debut episode. But like nobody was even like willing to try it. Like <laughs> to find it, out. <laughs> that concept is just so weird to me. To me, I watch at least the first episode of every new show that's on like the major channels, except if it's some like dating reality show. I, I'm not going to do that. But like any scripted show, I'm going to watch at least it, it, no matter how bad I think it looks from the ads or whatever. I'm going to watch the first episode and just see what it's like. Just think of uh, movie trailers and how poorly those depict what the actual movie turns out to be and then do that TV show ad, <laughs> you know, trailer for a TV show and, you know, or, or title of a TV show. You just can't go by it. You, you got to find somebody out there, you know, that you, you know, a TV critic or somebody out there that you tend to agree with on certain t- styles of shows or whatever. And, you know, maybe follow what they're telling you to give you know, cause obviously, we're sort of an exception to the rule. Not everybody has time to watch everything or or is going to give everything a try. But there's certain shows that for some reason, no matter what kind of positive buzz they get ahead of time, like Lone Star was people's picks for like the best new show of last, you know, of the fall. And it just, it died a quick and early death. I think that can also make like the, have the opposite effect if you see all these critics saying they love something then that also tends to make people shy away from it as well <laughs> yeah i know maybe it's yeah <laughs> it, that's may- why i read bloggers <laughs> yeah you gotta go with the it's pretty good <laughs> see, i know pretty good shows <laughs> if don't want the great like shows that- or the terrible <laughs> shows i'm gonna check out the ones they say ah, they're all right <laughs> yeah, like if Roger Ebert says he likes something, then I know I want to avoid it because usually I, I'm the complete opposite of whatever he likes. I, I hate. Well, see, that's the thing is I say with with a TV critic or a movie critic or whatever is is you see where you align and where you don't align and you're not going to align the same on everything. Like you may both find certain types of dramas to be really good, but other types of dramas or comedies you're completely – opposite of of that person and so you know you just find people that you tend to agree with on you know comedy styles and then if they recommend something then you check it out and if they think it's bad then maybe you don't check it out but yeah you you have to find where you align with the that's the way i use tv critics and other you know bloggers and and whatnot is i find you know those people that you tend to come out and the same you watch a show and they watch a show and you both really like it then you know that for that style of show that you can trust their opinion for the most part on it. Yeah, I pretty much look for why they don't like it or why they do like it and then decide, does that bother me? Do I really care that much? (laughs) Is that going to be like the stumbling block? Is that going to make me not watch the show? Eh, Usually, usually no. (laughs) Yeah, see, for me, I tend not to like any kind of spoilers whatsoever, so I I tend not to read reviews. Because I, as much as you can say a spoiler-free review, if you mention – how can you possibly not mention anything that happens if you're reviewing something? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You have to give at least something, and it's going to spoil it for somebody. Yeah, you got to try and do that – try not to say anything that happens in the second half of the episode. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is is it's 
it's the way an episode ends is the reason why it was so good. And then you'd go, yeah. <laughs> well, the way this ends was the reason I liked it. That's still sort of spoilery in that they're going to be expecting a great ending. <laughs> like, right. <yeah. laughs> exactly. It's a catch-22. Uh, okay. So the last show on our list uh, is uh, Game of Thrones Season 2, Episode 9, Blackwater, which is next. the next week will be the season, you know, the second season finale. And uh, I thought this episode, uh, as with a lot of people, it seems to be, uh, I thought this episode was great. Uh, there were two things that I found interesting. One, last week's episode, I even saw people where that were like, talking about how they were kind of bored by it or that it was really slow, you know, that not enough happened. And I think that that was purposeful and that it made the giant battle that comes in this scene, even, you know, in this episode, even bigger, like the, the contrast from last week's episode (laughs) sort of sets it up really well. And so, and the second thing that I thought that was really interesting about this episode is that it just takes place in one place. Like, there's sort of three kind of storylines going on, but they're all having to do with this battle. You know, there's Cersei and Sansa and the, the rest of the women and that storyline. And then there's Tyrion and that side of the battle and Stannis and all the ships on, on that side of the battle. But that's it. You didn't go to Winterfell or on the other side of the the wall. You didn't feel like anything was anywhere. Missing. Yeah, and it was didn't really notice it at first, but then at the end of it, you were like, "Wait, I think this is like the first episode that sort of all took place in one place. There wasn't any little things that took you off at any point. That it was all about this battle." And uh, yeah, the the thing I loved is like the whole thing about this. You got to see how all these different possible kings. Like their different styles, and like how much better Tyrion would be as king than Joffrey, the the guy that cries and runs off to his mother. Like, use oh, she needs to see me. I need to run, and like gets out of there and like bails. Yet you see, he steps up to be king. Meanwhile, then there's Stannis who like climbs up the wall himself. He's and the is first like guy fighting. off the boat. He's the you yeah. know he's the first guy into the the field of battle. Like, all these other guys that really want the job are fighting for it, and the guy that has it is just, like, doing nothing. Yeah. And and the other thing, I, like, there were so many times, and, like, it was so... You didn't know if someone was going to suddenly go and kill someone, like, when um, Joffrey had um, Stanza kiss his sword, and, and they're wondering, like, is he going to, like, swing it? Like, this guy's nuts. Is he going to, like, s- slice her up while she's kissing the sword? And, like, then the, the mother, like, when she started um, questioning uh, Shay about her her upbringing, like, I didn't know if all of a sudden she was going to, like, have her executed, if she was going to figure out what was going on. Yeah, if that was going to go down, the, then it something happened to change the direction of that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was, they had, there, there was a lot of stuff going, and then uh, the other reason I think their episode was really good is because it uh, really revolved around Tyrion, which has become, like, <laughs> the best character on the whole show. Yeah. And f- for him to sort of step up and lead and have a plan, you know, you see all these things that he's been planning all along, you know, some of these things take place, even though, basically, his father rides in at the end and say actually you know save saves the day there but had Tyrion not done everything that he had done there wouldn't have been a day to save like they yeah. would have long been overrun by the time uh they got there uh 
the the only thing about the episode is there was like almost a little bit too much going on in the battle scenes where you couldn't quite tell who was who at times. And even when like I don't I haven't like committed all the different banners and whatnot to memory, so when like the father did come ru- ru- you know, with the horses when they come rushing in at the end. At first yeah, I, I was like I didn't even know who that was. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was like, are are they is that a are the, is that help coming? Okay, it is help. Yeah. Uh, who is I that? Yeah, I didn't know it was someone else coming to attack like a third party. <laughs> hey, let me get in. Uh, I want the kingship. But, like, well, also in the last episode, they made it sound like um, he was, Tywin was heading towards the other battle. Yeah, he was, like, yeah, he was heading in another direction. So it would be, yeah, that was uh, uh, a redirect there. But definitely we'll be back to telling stories in pretty much every place that story is happening in the final episode i'm pretty sure yeah they gotta set everything up for season to close out the season and uh but yeah just uh really good stuff there uh and speaking of really good stuff uh we'll move on to our final bit uh our tv on dvd picks uh for releases coming out on tuesday june 5th uh 2012 my pick is white collar season three which i think has been the best season of this of the show so far, uh, which is uh, pretty interesting uh, to me. Shows don't necessarily always always improve necessarily. Sometimes they fall off, uh, but this one started out really good, and I think it's improved over time, and very much enjoyed uh, season three where things felt a little more... I don't know how to put it, really. Um, I don't know. There was a lot more at stake. Like, there was a lot, uh, much higher stakes on everything that was going on, uh, and a lot less sort of superficial fakeouts of <laughs> within the story that they've done in the previous seasons. How about your pick, Kyle? Uh, so my pick is Breaking Bad season four. I, another show that I think just keeps getting better and better each season. Uh, this this uh, fourth season had so many tense moments and great like episode endings that made you want to watch like i couldn't wait for the next week to watch the next episode and now if you get the season 40 uh blu-ray or dvd you don't have to wait yeah you can just, <laughs> you can just... <laughs> although or there's gonna be a huge wait between season five halves but i think it's definitely a show worth getting caught up on and and watching it um like through the the final season because they're really setting stuff up and and coming to a big like season four had its own huge moments but uh like they're really building towards something for this final season okay and uh liz what about your pick um i went with pretty little liars season two because i think that it really i I really liked how the um the girls kind of grew in the second season I just really think they stepped it up a whole lot for them leading and they did a good job leading up to revealing who a was. And, um, I think I, I'm excited to go back and rewatch the second season to see how many clues I could pick up. <laughs> Cause obviously I missed a lot <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's worth it. I really think, I think the second season was by far better than the first one. I, a lot of people disagree with me, but that's what I'm saying. I'm sticking to it. It's either that or Phineas and Ferb. What do you want, guys? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I, th- I think this week you can easily you can go to the new release section, close your eyes, and grab something. Yeah, and right. there are so many so many TV and DVD releases this week. Yeah, there really. Yeah, there really is lots of stuff coming out. I mean, like even like Burn Notice and Fairly Legal and 
lots of stuff coming out. Uh, yeah, uh, everything that we talked about. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's sort of like, yeah, a lot of summer shows. Uh, as Right at the beginning of the summer, they're putting out the DVDs that just as, they, as the shows are about to start back up, which is another thing I don't get. Yeah, I would rather you give me, like, put out the shows now from the fall so I can watch them. <laughs> Before the yeah, what's the point of having the first season seven days or before the, the next season starts? Uh, it's all about using the advertising for both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, except if you advertised one and got people that never watched it to watch it, they might then tune in to your second season, and you might actually grow your audience. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could put out the you could put out the DVD now and then re-advertise it <laughs> when the new season's going to start. So at least it's available to those who need it, and then you can advertise it later. Yeah, because it's one of those I haven't, you know, I've heard about the, I've, I've been hearing about this show, I've wanted to see it, but then it doesn't come out to, on DVD till September or something, and then the new season starts, you know, the somewhere September 20th or something, and you're just like, yeah. Okay, so that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thank you both for uh, joining me. Thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for being had. <laughs> I've definitely been had. <laughs> Next week will be uh, – Amory will be back uh, with me and uh, somebody else. Don't have, don't have them uh, still yet to be determined, but uh, you, and we'll probably be talking about a few summer shows. And uh, we're both both Amory and I are headed up to Vancouver to visit the set of Psych, so we'll probably talk a little bit about that. And uh, I think that'll about uh, close out the thing. the The last thing is uh, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is "TV Party" by the Asylum Street Bankers from their Mercurial title, put out by Yellow Dog Records. And that will officially end the episode. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.